Welcome to the Little Things Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Sharp, and I'm so excited that you're here. You can expect us to talk about lots of different things here because I truly believe that we can see Jesus and share Jesus in the little details of our lives. So grab a cup of coffee with me and let's get started. Hello. Today I want to talk about something that's really close on my heart because of my personal experience with it. Um, Many of you know that I have gone through a complete and total life change because of what God has done for me through a weight loss journey. I've lost over 100 pounds, um, was freed from sugar addiction, and really really learned the concepts of discipleship and things about my Heavenly Father through that process. But one thing that I think is so important to understand that I want everyone to understand is the concept of the diet mentality versus food freedom and what that looks like for Christians. So um, the diet mentality or the diet idea is simply the idea of restricting something or following a certain set of behaviors to achieve a certain result. Usually that has to do with weight loss. And weight loss in general is not a bad goal, is not a bad result to want. As a matter of fact, if you're an unhealthy weight, I think that weight loss is a good idea medically, physically, just in the idea of stewarding your physical body. But The diet mentality in our society has become very, very dangerous, particularly to people who love Jesus. The thoughts that come into our minds with the diet mentality are things like, I hate my body, I need to fix it. Or worse, I hate myself, I need to be fixed continues on with things like, I must restrict things. Only certain things are good and other things are bad. I am only successful if I follow these rules 100% and see the results I expected to. I have to earn results through behavior. Those thoughts lead to other things like, restrict until a certain day and then binge. So restrict and binge cycle, that cheat day idea. You have to eat gross foods all week, waiting for that one day that you can eat what you want. That's deprivation. Or self-loathing when you can't stick to a plan or when the scale doesn't give you the result that you thought you had earned this week. Food freedom, on the other hand, offers different thoughts. I can eat whatever I want. All things are available to me, but I choose to leave some things on the table. I eat what my body tells me it needs. My body is a limited resource, and I want to make sure to take care of it. So looking at those two different ideas, let's look at the Bible and see if we see anything similar. Let's take a look at the law of Moses or the original covenant between God and Israel. 
There were 613 laws, 27 of them were dietary. There were other laws that had to do with the care of the body, such as cleanliness and, and different ways of behaving when you interacted with certain things that were considered um, unclean or dangerous or unhealthy. And there are several things that we learn through the law. Number one, we learn God's character and his heart. We learn the things that are important to him and what he desires for his people. Again, 613 laws, 27 dietary, others having to do with the care of the body. We also learn from that original covenant, our human nature, how we fight against what is best for us and the relationship that God wants for us. So many times through the history of Israel, we see the Israelites turning from the Lord in idolatry or defiance, and we see that in our own selves. And the third thing that we learned from the law is how desperately we need a savior because we cannot follow the rules enough to secure our status with our heavenly holy father. So now let's look back at the diet mentality that I'm earning results through behavior that I am only successful if I follow the rules 100% and see the results that I expected to see. If I or you, if we were able to follow the rules to obtain a status of enough or lovable or worthy, why would we need Jesus? Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill that original covenant. And now we have a new covenant under his blood. There is a price for sin and we could not pay it on our own. So Jesus came to do that for us. And through that, we became free. Now there are still boundaries right? Those of us who love Jesus and we follow him, we have boundaries. But instead of earning, and I'm using air quotes here, our status or identity by following the boundaries, we follow the boundaries out of gratitude and stewardship of what he's given us. We follow boundaries because based on what he has done, how could I not? It's just a way that I say, thank you, Jesus. I'm not following boundaries to earn what he did. I'm following boundaries to say thank you for what he did. And y'all, I still fail. And I know you do too. But the cool part about this new covenant under the blood of Jesus is that he covered that too. So when we take a look at that law versus Jesus, and compare it to the diet mentality versus food freedom. It's something that we need to understand. Food freedom happens when we realize the truth that we have been set free. My body is a precious resource and I steward it. I take care of it out of gratitude and honor to my heavenly father who created this body. Now, again, I'm still following boundaries. I still eat veggies. I avoid sugar because it makes me feel bad. Certain things that I just don't do because it's not a way of taking care of my body, but they have those boundaries now have a different purpose. For example, let's take a look 
at one of the boundaries within the law. Do not bear false witness, or um, more commonly we say, don't lie. That's the ninth of the Ten Commandments. Because of what Christ did, I am no longer bound to that law. But I still don't lie. Why? Because I know that lying is not behavior becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. Because of what he has done for me, I want to live in a way that honors him and shows that I trust and believe him. And the more closely I follow him, the more I get to know him and get to experience the joy of that salvation. The boundary of don't lie is for the sake of my relationship and my intimacy with him, not my status in him. So now we're going to take that and look at a food example. Let's say that a diet plan says no sugar. So you work hard to eliminate sugar from your diet. You read labels. You throw out every salad dressing in your fridge because they all had sugar in them. Boy, howdy do they. You say no to offers from your friends for dessert and ooh, try this thing. And, and you, you work really, really hard to stay within that boundary. And then one day that you eat something and you realize, oh no, this has sugar in it. You go through this crazy cycle of emotions, surprise, guilt, anger, denial, sadness. You may even decide for a short time that you're a failure. You say, screw it, and you eat off plan for a while. It may be one meal, it might be a couple of days. I know women who have jumped off the wagon face first into a plate of brownies because screw it, I've already messed up today and have stayed off plan for years. In food freedom, it would look like this. You notice that when you eat sugar, your body doesn't like it. You might have an upset stomach. You might not sleep well. You might notice that the next day you don't have as much energy as you did. And you might feel like it's possibly connected to your sugar intake. So you decide for a time not to have sugar because you want your body to feel better. When the sugar cravings come, you make a decision based on what your body needs, not what your tongue demands. And you notice that you feel better. Now, if in one of those moments that you're tempted, you decide to eat sugar, there's no shame or guilt. There's not that crazy cycle of emotions, right, that you had before. There's no sudden of identity crisis of, am I even lovable anymore? Of course you are. Of course you are. Nothing separates us from the love of God. And you are not defiled by what you eat. So I do want to talk real quickly about eating for specific goals. You know, I've mentioned that the diet mentality, as is practiced by our society so commonly right now, is very unhealthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. But there are certain reasons beyond an unhealthy diet mentality that someone might follow an eating plan and be very strict about it. Athletes, competitors, long-distance runners, things like that. These types of goals require very specific types of nutrition and movement plans in order to achieve the goal. Another goal like that would be weight loss. If you're at an unhealthy weight, there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to take care of the body that you've been given to bring it to a healthy status. 
There is absolutely nothing wrong with having a goal for your body, as long as the goal itself does not become an idol. As long as I don't find my identity in the goal or in my success or failure in it, then it can absolutely be a healthy, wonderful thing. In fact, many people, myself included, find that they're drawn closer to the Lord through the journey of doing those hard things. My weight loss journey brought me so close to my Heavenly Father. I learned so much about the way that He loves me. I learned so much about how to draw to Him in moments of sadness and pain and, and complete feelings of inadequacy, like, Lord, there is absolutely no way I can do this. And I had the daily practice of having to lean on Him. I learned so much through that journey, so much. And that journey brought me out of that old diet mentality of if I don't follow the rules 100%, I'll never be worthy or valued or lovable. I'll never be enough. By going through the journey with Christ at the center, I learned that my status has nothing to do with the number on the scale, but in my relationship with Jesus Christ. I never ever want anyone to think that I'm saying diets are bad, that plans are bad, that goals are bad. In fact, our loving, holy, eternal Heavenly Father gave us one plan to restore us to Himself. One. One way. One way back to God, which is through the blood of Jesus Christ. So I believe that our Heavenly Father loves a good plan. As long as the plan doesn't become our God or our idol or the thing that we use to define us, it can be a wonderful, wonderful, holy thing that the Lord can use to grow us and shape us as part of that sanctification process. If you find yourself stuck in a cycle of restrict and binge or I've made a mistake, so screw it. I'll just eat whatever I want and start again on Monday. Any of those things, I urge you to spend some time in prayer and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you anywhere that you might have an unhealthy relationship with the plan. When we ask the creator of our bodies for wisdom and caring for it, he will answer. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments on anything we discussed today, please feel free to reach out to me. You can go to my website at catsharp.com to the contact page, or you can look in show notes for an email address. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.